0: Thank you, team. Please have a seat. We're going to read from the Gospel of John this morning. It'll be on the screen. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge on it and put it on a hyssop branch and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head, gave up his spirit. It is finished. We continue in the Gospel of Mark. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices, so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way there, they were asking each other, who will roll the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up, and they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in white robes, sitting on the right side. The woman was shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, he isn't here, He he's risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee You will see him there, just as he told you, before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. It is finished, and there is more to come. Let's sit for just a few seconds in the wonder of that reality. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. This was not new to Jesus' plan, the angel told them, just as he told you before he died. Today, we celebrate Door of Hope. We celebrate with Christians all over the globe. Isn't that a beautiful reality? That we get to celebrate as the body of Christ in so many denominations, so many Christian faith backgrounds. We unite as we celebrate. Just two days ago, Joel read from us, read with us from Isaiah 53, where we heard the Old Testament prophets speak about who was to come, and we stand on the other side of history, reflecting on who that was. God's desire for his people, for us to be reconnected, redeemed, re-relationshipped with God. I made that word up this week. But I really like it. Re-relationshipped with God. We see that in Jesus' death and resurrection. He is risen. Welcome To Door of Hope, my name is Christy and it's a real pleasure to speak to you on Easter Sunday. I have a question for you. What are you wearing today? Clothes. It was cold this morning, yes? Did you have to access clothing you didn't have yesterday when it was beautiful and sunny? Maybe some of you are wearing new clothes. Are there any kids who got new clothes for Easter? Yes. Yes. Yes, there's some more. Jemima got new clothes for Easter. Anyone else? Yes, there's some over there. In our house, we get winter pyjamas for Easter. Winter pyjamas, that's our tradition, as well as Easter eggs. So we have new things to wear. Uh, Online, you might still be in your pyjamas, which is the luxury you have. Go with it. Go with it. You might be like Steve Jobs who only wore the same thing to free up brain space for being creative and inventive. I know a couple of people like that in my life who have like just three or four sets of clothes because it gives them space. Most of us aren't like Steve Jobs. This last week I did my seasonal wardrobe changeover. I put, got all my winter stuff up from the top cupboard, put it down, summer stuff from the cupboards and put it up and then all the things I didn't wear in the last six months, I donated. That's my Easter life hack for you. It helps you get rid of things, okay? Six months, that's the rule. What are you wearing today? Jesus entered this world wearing flesh. Jesus incarnate. And as my Spanish-speaking husband reminded me, carne is meat. That's what it means, incarnate. Incarnate wearing flesh. That's what Jesus wore so that God's desire would be brought about for us, God's desire to be in relationship with us. This dark thread that we've been hearing about weaving through our history right from Adam to Eve, that dark thread where that relationship was broken and there was a curse that sin brought about that is separated from us separated us from Jesus the dark thread from Adam and Eve to Noah the dark thread that Noah's grandson started this people called the Canaanites and the Canaanites became a problem for Jacob and the Israelites and then we moved to David and David was still fighting the Canaanites his sons were fighting the Canaanites he sent Uriah to die at the hands of the Canaanites this dark thread of our sin and the curse moving through history. These threads that turned sin into a curse for generations to come. Families that passed on this sin to their families. Nations that passed on their wrongdoings to the generations to come. We bear the scars of those relationships. We bear the scars of that dark thread. We bear the scars of the wrongs of nations that have gone before us. Because without God, we can't remove this curse. But it is finished. It feels finished. But there is more to come. Galatians chapter 3 in the new part of our Bible says, Christ redeemed us. From the curse of the law, by becoming a curse for us. That's what Jesus did on the cross. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hung on a pole. Death is the result of sin and the curse. And to lift this curse, only he, dressed in flesh, could say, it is finished. It is finished, he shouted from the cross. But then there was another shout, wasn't there? There's another shout from scripture, he is risen, and these two things sit together, that it is finished, he is risen, it is finished, there is more to come. Our story, this newly coloured thread weaving its way through history, no longer having to be dark, but redeemed, does not end at that tomb, we have more. It says in Mark, now go tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. Jesus was here again, just as he told you. Now, we still have desires, don't we? These good desires that, because we're human, lead us to sin. This is what we've been talking about for the last few weeks here at Door of Hope. These desires that aren't bad that lead us to bad places, because we're without God. How do we hold these two things together, that we are not cursed anymore if we choose to follow Jesus, and yet things are still hard, and we still do things that we don't want to do, and we still make bad choices? Jesus showed us. He showed us how to put those two things together. He put on flesh, and he showed us how to be a perfect human living with a good God, empowered by the beautiful Spirit of God. He said in his darkest hour, in the weary waiting that we heard about on Friday, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup from me. Take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done not mine. He showed us how, door of hope. He cried out to his Father. He acknowledged that God has showed us that everything is possible with God. He shared his desires with the Father. He didn't hide them and pretend they weren't there. He said, I don't want this. But then he said, I will surrender to your desire, He chose God's desire because he knew the goodness of God. That's how we can hold these two things together. Jesus' death and resurrection. We move from death to righteousness. We move from the curse to right living, which is what righteousness means. Jesus' spirit does that for us today. He transforms us. Who's heard one of our hope stories? Either online, or on this stage, or maybe you've watched some of them back. Our hope stories are stories of how the Holy Spirit transforms us from being people who have our own desires that get in the way to people that surrender some of those, often just a little bit at a time, and not perfectly. (laughs) a little bit at a time, to Jesus' desires. What are you wearing today? Because desires are a bit like coats. Go with me. I have some coats over here. Scott, do you want to help me get them? Do you want to just wheel them over and I'll help you bring them up? Ah. These are not all my coats. I had to borrow some. Okay, I'm going to lift up. i are going to go up here. Thank you. This is what elders are great for, everyone. Helping with codes. Thank you, Scott. The burden is heavy, everyone. Okay. Romans thirteen four, And you'll remember this, I bet you'll remember this, from our Vision Launch series earlier in the year where Ben spoke to us about authenticity. We're talking about what we're wearing, okay? And coats are a bit like desires. This is a good coat. This is one of my favourites. One of my favourites. Have the matching pants. <laughs> you put them on, and they're good. It's like a desire. There's nothing wrong with our desires. For example, being organised. I like being organised. A lot of you like being organised. But because We're not like Christ fully yet. That being organized can sometimes lead to independence. I want to do it my way. I want to organize everything and everyone around me. And this coat, which is not very heavy, maybe gets a little bit heavier, a little bit weightier. And we don't ever have just one desire, do we? We often have many. A lot of us like learning new things. We like being experts on some things. Sometimes it's really helpful things, like being a doctor. Sometimes it's like Star Wars destroyers. (laughs) Whatever it is, we love learning and gaining knowledge. And that's a great desire. This world is amazing and so creative when we get to explore it. Excellent desire, worthy desire, but, Because we are broken people, this desire can move to a place of us choosing our own good and evil, not looking to God what is good and what is truth, but figuring that out for ourselves. And it starts to get a little bit heavier, because that's not how we're meant to do it, as Adam and Eve showed us in the garden. By eating of the tree of life, they chose to accept their own version of good and evil rather than knowing what God's was. Here's another one, setting goals, setting goals is great, we set for the future, we plan, we get organized, we set goals for others, we go to goal setting workshops, we read books about goal setting, goal setting is a great desire, but as we saw with Jacob, making Our own plans, instead of listening to God's plans and trying to arrange that in our own way, gets us into trouble. And this coat gets a bit heavy. It gets a bit weighty. What about leading? Leading is good, isn't it? Making decisions, pushing forward. But what happens when that gets in the way and especially um, in our Bible stories that we've been hearing, we sin against our parents. And that doesn't go well. And this desire to lead and to be in charge and help everyone be the best people they can be, becomes sin. And we start telling people what to do. We start sinning. This is, I know this is gonna get messy. I'd anticipated this. But it starts getting weighty and a little bit warm. It starts getting uncomfortable and all these good desires start getting in the way of relationships and family and how we see God and how we see others. And it starts getting heavy. How are we going? Can you relate to any of these desires? Being empowered, that's a great word, isn't it? Being empowered is a great one. Especially for people that find it hard to assert themselves or share what they want or need. Being empowered is a good desire. But what happens when that becomes doing life my way? I'm not gonna listen to anyone else because I'm empowered. Suddenly that desire, I think I've done them in the wrong order because this is gonna fit. (laughs) That desire becomes sin. And we start getting our own way. And it gets really hard to wear these desires all at once. It restricts what we can do, it gets in the way, and we're not living the good life anymore. (laughs) I wore small earrings so that wouldn't get in the way, but okay. Being proactive. Who likes being proactive? Me. Me. We like being proactive. We like getting out there in front of things and making things happen. Some of us do. I do. Danny, my husband, not so much. He's not the most proactive type, but the desire is good, yes? Let's get things moving. But what happens when that becomes manipulation? Do you remember uh, David? He was proactive, wasn't he? How did that go for him? Okay. We put on these desires and it starts making life very, very difficult. Because those desires move, they become sin. And it becomes hard. Okay. Here we go. Another one. I'm trying to remember that I had a really good word for this. Now I'm forgetting what it was. Being self-aware How's that? That's a good desire, isn't it? Knowing ourselves. And then sometimes we expect everyone else to know exactly who we are and cater to every one of our needs. And then that becomes selfishness. This is all about me because I know who I am and it should be all about me. So this desire to understand who God made us to be, we add and it soon becomes really heavy and hot. <sighs> And And this is how we end up. (laughs) Carrying all of these desires that have led us to not live the way God wanted us to live. And Jesus died on a cross so that this sin did not have to be heavy anymore. The curse is broken. This dark thread doesn't have to keep going because the cross meant it was broken. And when we invite Jesus into our lives, he gives us this opportunity to take these off. Now, I realize now I have no ability to do this on my own. (laughs) I had this idea that I would just go like, no, I don't know I didn't want to stretch the analogy too far but we can't do this on our own often we need people around us thank you Dorothy. wise mentors people that can help people that can <laughs> people that can tug a little bit they might give us some healthy feedback last one wow we get to take them off Thanks. We need help from others. What do we get to do instead? We get to wear Christ. We get to wear Him. Do you remember this verse from Ben's message about authenticity? Rather, rather than this, rather than have our own desires that lead to sin, clothe yourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Then we get to wear something more like this. Something light, just one. Something that doesn't get in the way, doesn't get awkward, doesn't condemn others. It just sits really lightly. That's what wearing Jesus can be for us. When we learn to say, Not my will, but yours. My testimony is, that's a slow process. (laughs) But it happens, and the Holy Spirit transforms us. Just one. Just one. Psalm chapter 3, verses 3 to 4 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. It's up on the screen. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight in the Lord and those desires that he has for a good life will become yours. They will sit gently on you. They will sit lightly on you. Do you have a need to take these off like I have this morning? That there's so many things weighing, that there's so many things becoming heavy that you just need to shed them. You can. And I wanna offer an invitation. And if anything, Easter is an invitation. Easter is an opportunity for us to rethink who our Lord Jesus Christ is and For some of you online or in the room, maybe this is the first invitation you've ever had. And I'm so glad you're here. This invitation to shed these weighty desires that become sin in our lives, that become a barrier to us connecting with God. Because that's what sin is. It creates something we can't move past. But it's possible to take off the coats and to wear Jesus. I would love to pray with you. If it is your first time accepting this invitation, it's a simple process of saying, Jesus, I know you died because I am sinful and I would like to take away that barrier and to wear you, to accept you as the Lord of my life the one who's in charge, because I'm not very good at being in charge. You are better. He is better. Maybe today, surrender is the word that has stood out for you. Can we surrender those desires that creep in? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to continue a transformation in your heart going forward? I'm gonna pray for both of those things and I'd love you to join me. If you'd like to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that. Our risen Lord and reigning King, Jesus. I want to pray today on behalf of those who want you. Who know that the sin in their life is creating a barrier that they can't Move past, So, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would be my saviour, that you would save me from being in charge and that you would allow a relationship to move forward, that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in me and be transforming me for all the days to come. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus, for the times where I get it wrong and take over from you. Would you be my Lord, the person in charge for the rest of life on this earth and with you in heaven? Amen. Lord, I pray for those who need to, want to, have a desire to surrender to you this morning, whose coats are getting heavy and hot and awkward and uncomfortable. Lord, thank you for providing a way through your Holy Spirit to take them off and to wear a light and easy coat. Jesus, would you lift these burdens off us today. Would you continue this transformation in each of us, in our communities, in our family, in our city, because we do this together. The Holy Spirit works in each of us, with each of us. Holy Spirit, would you transform this community and our city, we pray. In your precious name, amen. If you prayed a prayer to accept Jesus as your savior this morning, I'd love you to be able to share that with someone. Something concrete happens when we verbalize something that we've actually done in our own minds. It comes out and becomes more real. And you can do it with someone you know sitting next to you. You can come and share with one of the ministers or with us after the service. You can write in the chat that that's something you've done online and our hosts would love to pray with you and share with you. Maybe a next step is to join with us in an alpha course, which is a great opportunity to share questions you have about Jesus and you can head to our website. There's loads of information there. Maybe you wanna join a life group or a community group, also a great next step. We have a welcome to Door of Hope opportunity next week. Come and join us. And for those that have resurrendered today, maybe you'd like to verbalize that to someone to make it a concrete step and not just something that disappears tomorrow. This colored thread continues, Door of Hope, and we'll get some more next week and then some more after that. What does this desire, how can that be transformed by the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ? It's so exciting. going to move into a beautiful song uh, with Emma right now and maybe you don't need to join in maybe you can just listen maybe this is when you might re-surrender maybe the Holy Spirit might drop a little suggestion into your spirit he does that very good at it what are you wearing today